The free agency period begins March 18th at 4 p.m. Who will the Giants be going after in the free agent frenzy? Longtime New York Post football columnist Steve Serby co-hosts the show. We also chat with Giants beat writer for the Post, Paul Schwartz, on who the Giants might look to bring in to fill their voids. All that and a whole lot more next on Blue Rush from the New York Post. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to Blue Rush, our New York Giants podcast from the New York Post. I'm your host, Jake Brown, alongside the star of the show, the savvy veteran, longtime New York Post football columnist, Steve Serby. Subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, where you can rate us five stars and also write a nice review. You can also find us on Spotify, Stitcher, Google, wherever you get your podcast. The immortal Paul Schwartz, Giants beat writer for the Post, will join us later in this free agency podcast. So let's get into this free agency frenzy upon us. Yes, it is true. Blue Rush is back in the building, and Jimmy Fail is no more. Congrats to Jimmy. He's on to Fox and his big national radio show, and I'll be filling in as we do a pre-free agency show, a post-free agency show after all the moves happen, and then a pre- and a post-draft show, and then that wraps up season one of the Blue Rush podcast. But now, taking over for Jimmy, and you've heard him on the show before, the savvy vet Steve Serby, New York Post longtime football columnist, sports columnist. He's covered it all at the Post. Serby, you're alive. You have not been hit by the coronavirus for now knock on wood and you're here on blue rush god forbid i mean that's uh, scary times we're living in for sure the ncaa now is uh conducting their tournament without fans and i'm afraid we're going to be seeing a lot more of that so uh anyway how are you doing getting more and more serious when they're canceling events like this uh who knows if we have a football season but for now we'll pretend like there will be one and free agency gets underway serby next week now can you explain for people that don't know the you know the deadline begins 4 p.m wednesday but before that there's a couple of days where we hear all the news and it's kind of like a tampering period yeah it's a the legal tampering period and you'll see uh, all kinds of player movement during that time i don't expect the giants to make any big bombshell moves in free agency i don't think could be wrong but i don't think they're going to go in for uh, jadavian Clowney. he's too high a ticket for them he'll be 20 million dollars plus i think they'll look at guys like kyle van noy who is familiar with joe judge from his patriot days maybe Corey littleton who is the kind of speedy coverage linebacker that they need are those the big money guys you're you're talking about here because listen there's a lot of holes to fill and are those like is that the top echelon of guys that the giants are going to be going after no i think the guy that they should go after is byron jones cowboys are not going to pay him they've got too many other mouths to feed byron jones is 27 i believe he doesn't have a lot of production because teams just don't throw to his side but he's one of those young guys and the giants need a a young experienced corner because all they have are are pups in the secondary again he's not going to come cheap he could be in the 17 18 million dollar range but he's a player that's worth it obviously jason garrett the, the new giants offensive coordinator knows him from from their cowboy days together he would be the guy i would target if i were the giants Yeah, and everyone's saying he's going to make that much. And, you know, the Jets haven't experienced paying a corner that much with Tremaine Johnson. And that obviously fell, you know, right in their face. It just didn't work out. 
So, you know, Byron Jones only has a couple of picks in his career, but he's been a lockdown corner. That's a lot, man, to throw at a secondary guy, a cornerback. Do you think it's worth, you know, spending $18 million for a corner that's not, you know, we're not talking about Richard Sherman. He's younger than Sherman. He's four years younger than Richard Sherman. He was a safety. He converted from safety to corner. And like I said, people just don't throw at him. Here's a guy. That's what you want to do in free agency. You want a younger guy entering in or entering his prime. And it's a big, huge need for the Giants. I, I just think he'd be worth the risk. Clowney has some injury history. That worries me a little bit. I think Jones would be the big ticket guy the Giants should look to grab. Rhett Ellison, by the way, announcing his retirement after eight seasons. Evan Ingram called him the best teammate he ever had. That's saying a lot for Rhett Ellison, who was more of a blocking tight end and a guy that was good in the, in the locker room. But, you know, he wasn't known as a re big reception guy and he did everything else right. No, but he was he was Pat Shermer's guy uh, with the Vikings. Shermer uh, was instrumental in, uh, I guess, bringing him over. Shermer loved him, and he is one of those high-character guys, but he didn't give the Giants much production in the receiving game. The Giants have 85, should have around $85 million to spend. They can afford a Byron Jones, and they should pick up the, the uh, free agent option on Evan Ingram. I know he's been hurt a lot. Let's see if he can give him the chance to play a full 16-game schedule. He's just so talented. He's a matchup nightmare, and he's a great kid. I love him. He's one of my favorite guys. He hasn't been on the podcast, has he? No, he hasn't. Well, he's been too hurt, and that's the thing. You say, give him a chance, Serby, but the guy hasn't had the chance because he hasn't been able to stay healthy, and I don't know if that's a knock on him or what. Give him one last chance. He's can't As a Giant fan, can't you see a scenario where he's no longer a Giant and then he flourishes somewhere else? Let's see what, what Jason Garrett should be able to help him out. The Giants will have a new strength and conditioning coach. I don't know who that's going to be. Maybe Fela. Can Fela do that? <laughs> I was waiting for us to, you know, roast Fela in some way. Yeah, well, look, so, some guys are injury prone at the start of their careers. Phil Sims was. People were ready to, 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 to give up on Phil Sims. I'm not ready to give up on Evan Ingram. Too much of a talented kid and a and a great kid in a locker room yeah and it's a slim free agent picking the tight end hunter henry you, you figure the chargers bring him back austin hooper is an interesting name a guy that really picked it up kind of in a falcons offense that was coming from behind and having to throw in a lot so some of those were garbage time yards that austin hooper was getting but a big tight end and you know if they get rid of ingram you gotta be thinking that they target hooper tight end has been a weak spot for the giants with evan ingram hurt a lot and that's something that's a you know that's a safety net for daniel jones you really want a good pass catching tight end and the Giants have lacked that for a long time and with a rookie quarterback and a guy who's trying to avoid turnovers in his second season that's really an important spot down the middle of the football field yeah but don't forget Caden Smith the, the Giants he came on strong last year he looks like a guy that that can develop the Giants like him and and they should he became a, a weapon a red zone target for Daniel Jones so Engram and Caden Smith I think that would be uh that would work just fine where do you go on the offensive line here you know the Giants offensive line was very up Bring and down. Bring back Eric Flowers. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, what hey, the Redskins want him back. Yeah, well, what about Trent Williams? Do Should the Giants go trade for Trent Williams? Mm, no, I, I wouldn't. I think the Jets may, may but uh, he's 31 years old, and he's he's not going to come cheap either. And he, he's got an injury history also. I, don't, I think the Giants should draft an offensive lineman, maybe at number four, maybe in the second round. Obviously, Dave Gettleman, his mission when he took the job was to fix the offensive line. He's upgraded it, but he hasn't fixed it. 
Nate Solder will be the left tackle or the right tackle this year, depending on what they do in the draft and free agency. But I wouldn't gamble on Trent Williams at this point. Yeah, John Halapio and Mike Remmers will be free agents, so there might be a couple of holes opening up. You figure they addressed that in the draft, right? The center position? Well, there's a couple of free agents out there. Looney, who I believe can play center and guard, and then uh, Graham Glasgow, the ex, the Detroit Lion. Either of them could be the answer at center. Now, if the Giants uh, look to center in the draft, this kid Cesar Ruiz could be an option for them if he's still available with their fourth pick in the second round. On the defensive side, Serby, you know, the big question is Leonard Williams. You traded for him. You traded for that expiring contract. And, you know, Dave Gettleman's talked about it. Be pretty bad if they ended up letting him go. But do you pay this guy 10 plus million? You know, there's talks that he might get something like that in the on the market. And he, he didn't prove that worth, at least what I've, what I've seen. He hasn't been proven to be a key pass rusher for this team. It was a gamble on Gettleman's part, renting him for eight games when he could have signed him in free agency. But Leonard Williams is a better player than, than most people think he is. He's a good run defender. His problem is he hasn't lived up to being the number six pick in the draft. He hasn't produced when it comes to the pass rush. Gettleman says uh, he buzzes around the quarterback. Yeah, that's great. But, you know, it'd be nice if he was a, a closer too. Gettleman's quote was, the juice was worth the squeeze. Now he's going to tag him. I don't believe he's going to let him escape for nothing. And he'll look like a fool if he does. I'm guessing around 12 million bucks and salary caps going up. He's a good player. Everybody knows he's not a great player, but he's not even 26 years old. I don't have as big a problem with that Gettleman gamble as many do. Yeah, it's really going to be a make or break year for him, Serby. I mean, especially if he gets franchise tacked, he's got to have like an maybe an eight sack year. He's got to have a bunch of tackles. He's really got to prove himself. He was a pro bowler a couple of years ago. He's a good player. He's a good player, believe me. And and like I said, he's, he's not even 26 years old. So let's see what a new coaching staff, Patrick Graham, the new defensive coordinator, let's see how motivated they can get this guy. Here's another thing about Leonard Williams. He's durable as hell. He doesn't miss any games. That's important. It really is. When we talk about a guy like Evan Ingram who misses all the games, it is good to have a guy out there. And some of those money stuff and financials we'll talk about soon because of that CBA deal hasn't been approved yet. I mean, there's a new proposed deal. Do you have the details of what's going on there? I know this weekend there's going to be a meeting about it, but do you know about this new CBA? I think it'll be approved. Obviously, some of the big name guys, the big ticket guys like J.J. Watt and Richard Sherman uh, and Aaron Rodgers are not too thrilled with it, but it affects the lower class the lower middle class more than it does them. And there's more numbers that should accept it as opposed to decline it. And we'll talk about that and, you know, all the other Giants news in a couple of minutes with a Paul Schwartz, New York Giants beat writer for the New York Post. Another big storyline in free agency. We got to talk about it. It's Tom Brady and everyone's, you know, picking out where he's going to go. There's now the rumor of maybe he goes to San Fran, where he's from. And, he, you know, he, he does it in, you know, in honor of Joe Montana, wins one there and gets another ring. Where do you think Brady ends up? My gut thinks he stays in New England and I, all this is BS. But where do you think he goes? I think right now, Brady himself doesn't know. Tampa Bay is making a big push for him. Bruce Arians wants him. He's got Mike Evans and Chris Godwin and O.J. Howard to throw to. Everyone loves playing for Arians, every quarterback. You know, then you got the Raiders, John Gruden would love to have uh, Tom Brady in Las Vegas. And then you've got the Chargers have a new stadium opening up in, in L.A. They'd love Brady for the, for attendance, assuming assuming the coronavirus has been erased or is no, no longer as prevalent as it 
is now. But I wrote a column a month ago. I, I, I find it hard to believe that the Patriots will let their iconic quarterback, the GOAT, leave. I'll have to see it to believe it. I think if the Patriots surround him, make an effort to get him more weapons and protect him better, I still picture number 12 in New England. What about that Giants rumor? I mean, was that just clickbait and just, uh, you know, one of these Brady rumors? I mean, there was, I don't think, any chance. You know, there was the whole Joe Judge connection, and maybe they sit Daniel Jones a year. Why in Lord's name would Brady come here with a team that has so many holes where he would have no shot to win a Super Bowl? There was nothing to that. I never believed that for a second. The Giants have a franchise quarterback, a young franchise quarterback, that they that they like. Whether Joe Judge ever mentions his name again or not, he'll be the starting quarterback for the New York football. Giants. Bringing in soon-to-be 43-year-old Tom Brady is not going to get the Giants a Super Bowl, and it's not going to get Brady his seventh ring. My money is on Brady staying with New England, and I hate to agree with you, but that's the way it goes sometimes. About time. It's taken it's taken a long time for anyone to agree with me. Usually my mother, my father, and my brothers don't agree with me, so I can't even get the Brown family on board. By the way, great job with the baseball podcast. Thank you, thank you. Yes, amazing but true. Uh, me and Figgy and uh, you know Pinstripe Pod with Jeff Nelson and Chris Sheeran. Check those out on Mondays and when the season starts Mondays and Thursdays. And, you know, we'll be joined by Paul Schwartz here in a minute, New York Giants beat writer for the New York Post. He'll take us into all the Giants free agent potential moves, how much money they got, who are they going to sign. Let's check in with Schwartz. And as mentioned, Paul Schwartz, Giants beat writer for the New York Post, joins us now, me and Steve Serby. Paul, how you been, man? How's the offseason or whatever we call this season treating you? Yeah, I know this whole leg, JK, Steve, uh, the off season is not exactly an off season. Now I don't go to the stadium and go to practice every day. Uh, thank goodness with all this virus talk, but yes, there's, there's a scouting combine, a free agency coming up, owners meetings coming up. So, uh, the NFL basically wants global domination and have you talking about them. Maybe not 365 days a year, but about 360 days a year. So you know, there's not a lot of off season. Do you take a break at some point? Did you go to, you know, a tropical island, the Bahamas anywhere? Actually, I'm taking a break right now. Okay. So I'm signing off on the podcast. Thank you guys very much. My break starts now. The vacation day's gotta be used, Paul. Yeah, I'm starting my vacation right now. Uh yeah, you know, you know what? I mean, as Steve knows, the last week of June and the first three weeks of July is about as dead a period as there is in the NFL. So that's a good time to take off. And yeah, there's time in between to take off. There's no question but certainly not this week coming up with free agency yeah we're getting a free agency and you know i'll start off before i give it a serby is what's the giants top need when you look at big names on the market serby talked about maybe going after someone like byron jones who do you look at as the giants top target and biggest need now well biggest need um how long do we have uh about 15 minutes well, sorry, we're going to need more time than that. You know, you can argue almost any position. You really can, other than running back, quarterback, and maybe defensive tackle that, you know, if I say one position, you or somebody else will say, what are you, crazy? It's got to be another position. Here's what I think. I think they need a veteran cornerback because you obviously can't get a veteran in the draft. Anything that they don't get now, they can try to get in the draft. There are very good offensive linemen in the draft. There are very good linebackers in the draft. There are a lot of good things in the draft. There are tremendous receivers in this draft, but there are no veterans. So on a team that has Sam Beal and DeAndre Baker and Corey Ballantyne 
and Grant Haley and does not have Janoris Jenkins anymore, the only way you can get a, a you know, a ringleader, a, a guy who can be a veteran, who can still play well, you know, we're not asking Deion Sanders in his prime, but a good player who can start, who can be a third cornerback and be a leader, you have to get in free agency. So I think a veteran cornerback is a must. And, and, you know, it doesn't have to be the big, big names. It doesn't because they're going to cost a lot of money. It can be someone maybe slightly down the list. What do the Giants do for pass rush? Well, I think they're going to pass on pass rush in 2020. They're going to just cover everything. Look, that's one of the things, Steve, as you know, when you say we need this, then you get that. You know, I, I, I'm not. I'm feeling very lukewarm about them re-signing Marcus Golden. You know, I think it's something they will pursue, but very much to a point and then they will kind of uh, let it go. I, I think that's something in the draft you could see. But there are some, and you know, look, I, look, the big, big guys are going to be tagged. I don't see that as much. You know, there might be some guys, maybe a guy like Matthew Judon, right? He was with the Ravens. He had almost 10 sacks last year. He might be like a secondary guy that they can get in the draft. I think once again, they're counting on Lorenzo Carter next year. Once again, they're counting on O'Shane Zimenez to have a big thing. You know, maybe if they get someone like a Kyle Van Noy, you know, he's got some edge pass rush things. Uh, Jamie Collins, maybe a little bit of that. Another linebacker. Van Noy and Jamie Collins are two guys that Joe Judge knows very well. But I would be surprised if clownies of the world, if they go sign for $25 million a year or $20 million a year, a top pass rusher. First of all, most of those guys are going to be tagged and it's just too much of a price to pay. Speaking of pass rush, Paul, we talked earlier about Leonard Williams. What do the Giants do here? Serby said that they might franchise tag him. What do you do with Leonard Williams? Well, I think the transition tag might be even more appropriate. I think the franchise tag would be more like around $16 million. The transition tag might be around 12 or $13 million. The difference there is if you franchise tag a guy, he is not leaving your team unless he refuses to play because no one would give up two first-round picks for Leonard Williams. If you give him the transition tag, any team can sign him to an offer sheet and you have the right of first refusal. You can match any deal for him, which I think would be an appropriate way to go for Leonard Williams. I would be really surprised if they don't put one of the tags on Williams because as much as Dave Gettleman said, I'll get killed, I know it, if, if we just let Leonard Williams go after giving up a third round pick and a fourth or fifth round pick for him, he says, I have thick rhino hide, he said, I don't care that I'll get killed. Look, no one wants to get killed and he will get killed if Leonard Williams walks for nothing. I don't think that's the Giants' plan. So, look, you can tag a guy, and it's really a placeholder. Now you wait. He can't go anywhere, and now you have more time to negotiate a deal with him, maybe negotiate a sign-and-trade with another team. So I think a trade. Now, the deadline for the tag was supposed to be tomorrow. It's been pushed back until Monday, so the Giants have even more time to figure this thing out. Yeah, the, the transition tag is the way to go there. I think Jake may have misquoted me for a change, but that's okay. Paul, what about linebacker? There's a, there's another glaring need. What do the Giants do in, maybe in free agency if they don't draft Isaiah Simmons? First of all, mis speaking of misquoting, Steve, after many, many years of misquoting people, it's only fair that Jake got you once. You know what I mean? Turn, <laughs> turn around is fair play. Look, there, there are linebackers, right? You mentioned Isaiah Simmons, and you know that that's down the line, right? I mean, there are linebackers. Now, you can get a bunch, Blake Martinez, tackling machine. He, I think they need an inside linebacker. They have Ryan Connolly, and he's coming back off knee surgery. They loved him last year, but he's not a star. He's a good, steady player. He was a rookie last year. He looked true. 
terrific, but he's coming off ACL surgery. So you kind of have to hedge your bets on him. They do not have Alec Ogletree anymore. David Mayo is just a guy. So they need an inside linebacker. And this free agency is the place to get one. Blake Martinez, tackling machine, excellent player. Uh, Joe Schobert from the Browns, 26 years old. You can't go wrong with Wisconsin linebackers. He gets uh, tackles, interceptions, excellent player. Uh, Van Noy is really more of an outside guy. So there are guys, uh, there are guys in free agency that I think they can pursue and really make sense. Paul Schwartz joining us. Follow him on Twitter at NYPost underscore Schwartz. Wide receiver, if we go to the offensive side of the football, we know Sterling Shepard, we know Golden Tate. What do the Giants do at the slot or, you know, getting another big-name wide receiver? Do you see them going after a big-name guy, or is this a time where they just go for that in the draft? Well, I, I think neither, actually. Look, the draft is great. I mean, there are predictions of 25 receivers, I think, going in the top three rounds. I mean, this is a great draft for receivers. So you don't have to take one in the first round of the draft. You don't have to take one in the second round. You can probably get one in the third round, and he could be a guy who can maybe contribute right away and be a guy who's considered a very good prospect. Don't forget they got Darius Slayton last year. What, Steve? Sixth round, right? I mean, tremendous player, you know, uh, so you can find gems down there. Uh, You know, will they add a veteran in free agency? They might, but I'm not really anticipating receiver being high on their list. As you mentioned, they don't have any Odell Beckham Juniors. uh, And uh, tomorrow was the one year anniversary of Odell being traded. You know, that that was uh, really buzzing around hot and heavy last year. Um, I don't think Joe Judge is, look, Joe Judge comes from a program at the Patriots that they didn't have star receivers and they won Super Bowl. So he knows you can do it without those guys. What about uh, offensive line? What do you see the Giants doing offensive line wise and specifically center? Good point. Right. Because everyone's mentioning, everyone's mentioning left tackle, left tackle, right tackle, all these things. I agree with you. I think they're going to go after a center. John Halapio came back from injury last year. I think they want an upgrade from him. How about this guy out of left field, actually out of Denver, Connor McGovern, fifth round pick 2016, started every game last year at center, only 27 years old. That's the kind of free agent signing I'm expecting. Maybe not exactly him, but kind of a second tier guy who they think is an ascending player. Player. He could step right in. I think he would instantly upgrade their center position in the draft. Do you want to get one in the second or third round? Maybe. I agree. Look, uh, Spencer Pulley's a free agent, right? I think they want to upgrade from Jalapeno. So I think it's very easy to say, let's go get Jack Conklin, right? And put him at right tackle. And he's your starter. He's 26 years old. That would be great. But he's going to cost a fortune. I wouldn't quibble if they did that because he's a darn good player. And then you, you, you put him at right tackle and he's your right tackle maybe for the next six or seven years. That's an immediate upgrade at a position of need. But I do think they will. I don't know how much they'll spend for a center, but I think there's a guy like that. Another interesting guy, but he's really not a center, is Joe Thule, who um, was with the Patriots and is a terrific guard. Uh, He could be had for a decent price, but I don't think he's played any center. And it doesn't make sense to sign a guard because they have two guards. So you really can't take a position where they have two starters already. What's the exact amount? Do you know the exact range of what the Giants have here to spend? I think it's around seventy-three million, to be exact. Um, you know, they can they can move that around a little bit depending on you know guys they cut or guys they want to move around. I think it's sixth highest in the league, so they've got money. You know, they've got money now. In two thousand sixteen, they had money to burn, and they burnt it on defense, signing all sorts of players. Um, you know, I, I think with Gettleman, with Joe Judge, my feeling about Joe Judge. Here, 
here is that he's not going to Gettleman and saying, look, we got to we gotta fortify this roster right away. I got to win right away. Joe Judge is here for the long haul. He's got a five-year contract. John Maris says they have to be patient with him. Now, that's not something Giant fans want to hear. They've had too much losing the last three years, but I think Joe Judge is looking to build this the right way. Uh, I don't think he said right away uh, the other last week, he said, I don't want to sign guys as mentors, as guys who have passed their prime and come in and leaders. He, he said, I want guys who can be core players. So I'd be surprised if they sign a lot of guys over 31, 32. I think they want guys more in 26, 27 range, guys who are not just going to be here for a year or two, guys who are going to be here for Joe Judge's duration. So, you know, a guy like Devin McCourty, 32 years old, terrific player. You know, Judge knows him well from the Patriots. He'd be a fine addition, but, you know, he's right on the cusp. He might only have one more year left, and I'm not sure that's direction they want to go, certainly not with a lot of guys. They want guys in their prime, maybe not the top of the litter, but guys right in that sweet spot. You've got to be careful in free agency. Remember the uh, Eagles' dream team in 2011, I believe it was, uh, Asamuga, the cornerback, and DRC and Vince Young calling them the dream team. In 2016, when Jerry Reese threw money away like a drunken sailor at Snacks Harrison, Janoris Jenkins, Olivier Vernon, it worked for one year, and then after that, it all fell apart. Free agency, I don't see the Giants going hog wild, throwing money everywhere. I think they'll be strategic. Now, getting back to the draft for a second, Paul, I'll be doing my fourth mock draft in a little over a week. What is your gut feeling on on number four? Well, I, I do think if there's a, ever a year to trade down, this is the year. I, I, I really think that could be a possibility. Um, for some reason right now, I'm not feeling hot and heavy about Isaiah Simmons for the Giants. That certainly could change. And I don't know about one of these offensive linemen at four either. The kid um, Worfs from Iowa really intrigues me. Do I know if the Giants will have him ranked as the fourth best player in this draft? I do not. I think that's a little hot for all of these three or four really good left tackle prospects. That's why I think if there is a spot, if there is a chance that Dave Gettleman can move down from four to maybe around eight or nine, something like that, where he's assured of getting one or two of the uh, tackle prospects, I think um, that would be a very appropriate thing. But as you know, Steve, in our long history together, the more I advise you on the Giants pick in the mock draft, the more I usually uh, steer you into a dead end. So um, I advise you to listen to this carefully and then run the other way. Yeah, I usually run the other way when I see you anyway. Hey, uh, who would win a sumo wrestling match between uh, Dexter Lawrence and Makai Becton? Oh, you know, I, I stood next to Becton um, at, at the Combine and put it this way. We should start, if if, if Makai Becton of Louisville comes to the Giants, Dexter, La- Dexter Lawrence's new nickname is Tiny. <laughs> Very good. Before we let you go, Paul, uh, you know, no one really shows love to special teams, but Aldrich Rosas struggled a bit this year. Do you, you bring in a new kicker or you bring Rosas back? Well, I think that the time of not showing any love to special teams is over, Jake. With, with Joe Judge here, who has been a special teams coordinator. Uh, he may not, he may ignore offense and defense, but he's going to show some love to special teams. Um, I would think they'll bring in another kicker, but Rosas is very talented. He had some struggles. You know, he'll be there, and then they'll probably bring someone else and have one of those summer competitions and may the best man win. There it is. Paul Schwartz, New York Post Giants beat writer. You can follow him on Twitter at NYPost underscore Schwartz. Paul, we will talk with you after the free agent frenzy begins, maybe with a couple of big names under the Giants belt. Jake, if I could be there to shake your hand, I wouldn't, but all the best. All right, we'll we'll do an elbow pound with both uh, you and Serby. Thanks for coming on, Paul. All right, thank you. 
That's a wrap for this episode of Blue Rush, our New York Giants podcast from the New York Post. Thanks to Paul Schwartz for joining the show. Thanks to Steve Serby for doing a terrific job co-hosting the show. Go catch up on all episodes of Blue Rush by subscribing on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get podcasts. We will be back next week following the beginning of free agency, hopefully breaking down some big blue signings. Until then, we'll talk to you all next week.